Everybody, welcome back to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. Jay, I feel like we've just been hanging out together all morning. <laughs> we have been hanging out together all morning, and when we first started this conversation, it was sunny and clear out, and now it's getting all cloudy, and I hear it's going to rain. So, uh, oh, well. You know, with, without burdening everybody, the, the, the luxuries of Skype have been hitting us today. So we uh, we fly by the seat of our pants and and we're 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 taking the topic in a different direction. What the hell should we talk about? Well, I, I think we should first tell them. You know, look, we had a guest and we were doing the show and it was an interesting guest and we're going to have this guest on again. But uh, there was a Wi-Fi issue with our guest and we just it just didn't work. Yeah, Here, it let, happens. I'll give everybody show must my, go on. I'll give everybody everybody my little um two cents worth of input if you're doing skype calls video skype calls do everything possible to make sure every person is using a ethernet connection plugged in plugged in turn off your wi-fi do not use wi-fi what happens is when you've got three people using a, a video conference Basically, it defaults to the worst bandwidth of the three of you. And if somebody's got crappy Wi-Fi, it's going to ruin the entire conversation. Right. So keep that in if mind you have if to, you're doing you Skype know, If you stuff. have to be on wireless, you know, shut off your... Tell you your know, kids your to turn off the PS4 and, off and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> turn off Netflix. You don't want to be streaming any movies in the background. Right. <laughs> please, right. please, right. please. Uh, that comes from many years of experience of using Skype. Wired yeah. connection for video. Um, you know, so we co we're coming up with a topic here for today, and, and, and maybe you, you can have something else you want to throw in for a little bit, but I want to throw this out, and... I've I've run into this a couple times over the past five or six years, and 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 I just ran into it again. And I'm not going to name names, but if you're a musician, solo artist, band, whatever, and you do not have the technical skills or understanding of web servers, website backends, WordPress, all of that type of stuff. Do not attempt to run it by yourself. Do not attempt to manage your server by yourself. Do not attempt to manage your WordPress site all by yourself. Because I can guarantee you it's going to fail and it's going to bite you in the ass. It will reflect on and you. It, oh, it's going to reflect. I, I just encountered somebody who... Um, their hosting company told them, you know, you've got like 40 plugins on your WordPress website that haven't been updated in like eight months. It's a security threat. People are trying to break in. And that's, you know, especially when it comes to WordPress, just like you upgrade the software on your laptop or on your smartphones, you've got to upgrade the software that's on your web server because it's upgraded not necessarily for new features, but protections against new security threats. Absolutely. And and you're just risking so much. And I've I've actually had past clients who got hacked, serious hacks. And let me yeah. tell you, it's not a it's not an it's not an easy thing to clean up a 
not just a website because they get in through the website and then they attack your server. Yeah. It's a disastrous mess that can bring your website down yeah. for days and weeks quite easily. I think that's really good advice. And I also think that on the flip side of that is a lot of these sites just get ignored. Someone will build one or they'll have a friend help them build one. And then to your point, it's not being you know updated on a technical aspect, but also there's dated information. And you and I have talked about this before. And I ran into this this morning where some artists that I'm working with I went to look to see if their pre-order was up, their IG track, you know, links to their instant grat tracks were up, and they have the last album out that came out a couple of years ago that's spread across the front of their website. And that's the problem if you don't have the comfort or the expertise to do if, if you your own. If you don't have the skills, I mean, I, I, I created a, a, a photo meme, I don't know, a year or so ago, that was basically, um, you can't teach me how to play guitar in 24 hours, and I can't teach you how to code in HTML in 24 hours. <laughs> I actually had an right. artist. I had an artist that reached out to me and goes, "Can you teach me how to 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 maintain and build our website? It's only HTML." My goodness. Uh, no, I can't teach you that. You know, Can you teach I'm, me how to fix your engine? I, I'm not. I'm not a musician. I don't <clears> play guitar. So I'm not going to pretend that I know how to right. set up guitars and that I know how to tune guitars. I don't. It takes time. It takes time. It takes experience. It, it takes skills. And, and, and there, is, there is a technical skill to managing the back end, whether it's your Facebook or your Twitter or your website or your web server. If you don't know how to do it, if you don't have the tech skills, but you're you just don't want to pay people to do this. I yeah, guarantee you're looking you, for trouble. You're looking for trouble. I guarantee you, it's it's not it's not, it's not if it will happen. It's when it will happen. You yeah, and I would just add. Problems. Yeah, I agree, and I would just add to that. There are going to be people that have the interest, and I can tell you that if you do have a passion for it and an interest in it, some of these things like Wix and Squarespace and WordPress and some of these things. It's not like the old days. You don't have to know cascading style sheets or C++. You can actually – their CMS is very you know, data entry driven where you just kind of click and drag boxes around the way you want them and choose to different templates. And if you do have the interest, there are some ways you can go about it where you're not writing code um, that – you know, they're inexpensive. Some of them are free. Um, but – be careful what you wish for. You know, if you're going to step into that what, arena, be careful what you pay for. If you don't want to pay for anything, that's what you're going to get is nothing. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I it, you don't have to put somebody on retainer for two thousand dollars a month to maintain your website. You could hire somebody for a hundred bucks and say, "Listen, can you spend an hour, go through my website?" Make sure it's updated, clean it up, blah, 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 done. Thank you. You're good to go. And maybe yeah. do that once a month, maybe do that once a quarter, something along those lines. But you really do right. need to have somebody who knows what they're doing because otherwise you're going to have some serious problems, guaranteed. And there's plenty problems. of those people that you just mentioned. There's plenty of those people out there starting at very inexpensive sites like Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, and moving on to just real kind of dedicated web designers. 
yeah, they can do these things for you very inexpensively, and it's going to show because you're going to look more professional uh, at the end of the day. If you don't want to be one of those people who build and maintain their own sites, and I think maintain is a key point there because what happens is one thing about building a site, um, but then if you don't refresh it and keep it changing and keep you know new and exciting images and uh, a blog that moves and all sorts of these things if it's static and it looks the same people will check it out once and they may check it again a second time and if it hasn't changed they may never come back if you look at the bands that do it right it might be a blog that keeps moving and every day there's a post or an image or something that just keeps you gives you a reason to come back but if you're just going to build it slap it up and then ignore it you might want to just focus more on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Well, I mean, here's at the end of the day, your skill set is a musician. You are, you are skilled at writing songs, playing music, performing live. That's, that's what you're an expert at. Focus on what you're an expert at and don't, don't cut corners and be cheap because you don't want to spend the money. Yeah, because you know, it's, it's, that's the reflection you. directly. Exactly. It's a reflection directly on you. When somebody goes to that site and if it looks bad, you look bad. And if it looks unprofessional, you know, you want to look as professional and buttoned up as you can. And you want whatever it is, your socials, your ECRM, your website, all of that stuff needs to be in line and it needs to look pro and reflect who you are as an artist I, I know this stuff that we're talking about is not sexy it's not marketing but no. it is extremely important because it's behind everything you do and it reflect and, and again it will reflect on you and and it can come back and hurt you at the worst times you can be in the middle of an album release or the middle of a tour and your and your site's crashed you can't yeah. get it up for two months that 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 can hurt you business-wise yeah. so yeah uh, you I know agree. That, that's I, that's my little i just see that over and over again with artists it's just like and i and i hate to just be this way about it but it's like some of these artists just want to be so cheap right it's just like they right. don't want to spend they don't want to spend a nickel well that's fine but i think it can do more harm than good right you're, you're, I mean, when you, you go won't to... spend a nickel now but you're going to spend a hundred dollars a week from now when it's in a serious yeah. mess and you got to fix it so and, and Yeah, and one other thing I would add to that is one of my pet peeves when I go check out a, an artist that I've heard or seen is I'll get to their website and I'll want to know, okay, when are they playing live again? Uh, it's not obvious. I, I have to work to kind of find these things out. It's like going to a restaurant website and there's no menu to be found. You kind of have to stop thinking about it in terms of what you are and what more about what your fan uh, will want. I mean, you, where are you playing live? Where can they listen to your music? Just you, the basics. You hit it on the head there. I said this many, many years ago. Your website is not being built as a shrine to yourself. You're building the <laughs> website for your fans. It's not a website that that's all about showing, making you look at it because you're going to look at your own website every morning and go, God, I look great. Man, look at all my awards. Look at all my achievements. <laughs> Who cares what you think? The, the website is not for you, the musician. The website is for your fans, and you've got to give yeah. them what they want, what they need, what they're interested in. You may not yeah. give a crap about it. You may like, I don't want freaking big tour dates all over the homepage. I, it, I don't care. 
That's what your fans want. They're coming there to look when you're coming to town because they want to go buy a ticket. They're right. not, they're you not, may not interested be, that you've got, X, yeah. you've got 100 different awards given to you. Right. And you may not want to be too selly, and a lot, and I get that. Um, I, you may not want to have merch and stuff plastered all over your site. Okay, if, if you want to do that, that's fine. But keep in mind that it's not being too selly to have links to your music on the streaming services or digital downloads or physical sales. Because at the end of the day, you want people to easily be able to see and hear you. And if you have some YouTube videos up, great. If you have some links to, you know, you may have a SoundCloud link. You may have links to, you know, some of the places where they can buy it. But I don't think anyone's going to look down on you for trying to have commerce on your site. The bottom line is I've been to sites where I want to check out a band and there's no audio there for me and it yeah i can find it i can do a google search but why make another step for someone to do make it simple for the people who want to learn about you to learn about you yep yep exactly so there, there there's there's my little two cents for today <laughs> let, let me throw something out at you to have you talk about a number of episodes ago we talked about iHeartRadio's new app yeah and i tried it out and um a month or so later, you gave it a shot. What 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 yeah. do you think? What do you think of the new iHeartRadio streaming app? I liked the direction that they were going, but it wasn't necessarily for me. But I can see how it's kind of like Pandora. Um, you know, maybe when they launch their streaming service, it'll be more for me. I get what they're doing with iHeart, and I get their customers uh, for that. Um, I did like some of the functionality. You know, when you're listening to a station that you can kind of capture that and put it into a playlist. Some of those kinds of things were really super cool and I can see people using them, but I'm maybe a little bit different user. Um, I listen to a lot less curated things and more of my own playlists. And when I do listen to curated things, I'm kind of spoiled by new release radar, discover weekly. You know, there's certain things that, um, I tend to kind of gravitate towards. Um, iHeart wasn't wasn't really for me, but I can see that they've made some good progress, and I can see that there's a market that would want it. What did you think? Um, yeah, so I I subscribed to the four ninety nine a month one. The they had two versions. It's not mm -hmm. two apps. It's still the one same app. It's just got tiered subscriptions in it. They didn't do a great job of presenting that when the press release came out. Um, I did not subscribe to the full nine ninety nine a month, which was all the bells and whistles. I only subscribe mm -hmm. to four ninety nine a month, which was you can save songs that you're listening to in a radio stream into a playlist, and you can go back and listen to songs in that you're listening to on on a radio stream. Um, cool features, uh, you know. I like to listen to a lot of radio online, um, but after using it for a month, I did end the subscription because, frankly, they. Don't, they shouldn't have two versions of this subscription. There should only be $9.99. They shouldn't even give that $4.99 to get in there because the $4.99, cool features, but pretty much all but useless, in my opinion. Because the big thing that I liked was, oh, I'm listening to that station, save that song. I want to, yeah. you know, and, and my tastes are all over the board. Well, guess what? At four ninety nine, you can't make playlists. Yeah. So every song, whether it's country, pop, 
or hard rock heavy metal gets thrown into one playlist and I can't do anything to separate them out of that playlist. That yeah. playlist is all but useless to me because I don't want that. That's not the listening experience I want. I wanted to take that song and now move it over to this playlist. Sure. In order and to I get think that, you're like most people. I mean, yeah, I don't that's think exactly that's... what people do. To do that, you need the 999 version. Yeah. Um, it's just I, confusing. I felt like they should have just put, pushed everybody straight to 999 because I'm yeah. not, I didn't resubscribe for 999. At this point, I was just like, you know. Yeah. It just wasn't a good experience having to deal with that. And I don't want to go back to it. Um, yeah. Again, I will. And that's say, kind of the industry standard, right? I mean, we're all used to paying now yeah, about nine ninety nine for. Gonna, a, if you you pay for a full streaming service, so charge the nine ninety nine like everybody else does, and then just point out the features that Spotify doesn't have, that a Apple Music doesn't have, that Amazon doesn't have. Compete at that level. That four ninety nine was not a free tier that got me hooked and was an incentive to upsell me into 990. It didn't work that way. It didn't work. Yeah, they're not like Amazon. I think Amazon made it work because that lower price tier is something that works with the Echo. And, okay, I get that. You know, it's, it's a limited uh, subscription. Um, it's just through my Echo. It's not through my other devices. I don't have the functionality. Yeah, it's kind of cool because you've got your Echo maybe in your kitchen or wherever you have it, and you can, you know, just voice control play it. To me, that was worthwhile, and it's something that we kept. Whereas the iHeart, after about a month, month and a half, I, I shut it down too. And 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 frankly, I do a lot of my iHeart listening on my Echo. Do you? Yeah, because you can play iHeart radio stations. <laughs> On the Echo, you just tell Echo to play a radio station. It's either going to find it on iHeart or on TuneIn. It doesn't care. It's going to find it there. Well, obviously, if that's how I do my radio listening most of the time, there's I don't get the benefits of the uh, the iHeart subscription service. I can't right. tell it to save a song in the middle of it. So right, you don't need to pay I, that. I, yeah, I didn't. So yeah, you know, again some. Pretty interesting features. I just think they, 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 they kind of tripped out of the box with the announcement of yeah, it. Yeah, and you just mentioned. I mean, out of the box. This is you know, this is the first iteration. And if if you know, Silicon Valley has taught us anything, it's that there will be a, a newer version. There'll be upgrades. There'll be updates. And I, I hope that they do uh, compete because I think we need more iHearts. Um, and those types of DSPs, uh, I think we want to compete on marketing because, uh, let's face it, everybody's going to have the same 30 to 40 million tracks. I've always said that. It's, 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 know, the, little, it's the little feature that differentiates you from Spotify, from Apple Music, from Amazon, from Napster, whoever, Tidal, yeah. everybody else. What is it that you do that they don't? And, and listen, iHeart, you got, you got real radio stations. Nobody else has that stuff. That's... That can be pretty big. It's pretty cool to to dig into a little podunk radio station who has playlists that are actually curated locally and not out of sure. some corporate office. Right. Um, 
and people are transient, right? Like yeah. you're from Minneapolis or I'm from Seattle or whatever it is. And it's kind of cool sometimes to listen to your, your hometown radio station. Listen to your when hometown you're, station or when you're just traveling. It's just like, I don't know what to listen to in, in Nashville. Let me pull up the app and just say, show me rock stations in Nashville. Here you go. Oh, okay. Let's play. Done. Easy. Um, you know, so they, they do have the – I just don't think they did a good job – painting that differentiation between all the other yeah. services. It, yeah. you know, I like, I like we, some of the features. You know, we talked about that like, with, with Google and, and YouTube as well. It's like it seems like so many of these companies are all about the tech and not about the marketing, not about well, what Well, it reminds me of your comment about websites. Um, instead of making the product for you, um, yeah, don't you know, don't don't make it for yourself, the developer, because you can do some cool development feature. How do your how are your customers going to use this? Talk to them, learn from them, sell them the features that you know, as Steve Jobs would say, they don't know they want yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we we had talked about YouTube, Google Play, YouTube Red, you know, all of the different kind of alphabet. Um, you know, music uh, offerings. And sure enough, you know, in the last couple of weeks, they've started to combine those and, you know, have one team and, and one well, product. Well, I was going to say, let's, let's, let's be clear. All they've combined are the behind-the-scenes product the teams. teams. Yeah. Customer-facing, nothing has changed yet. So yeah. everybody is speculating, and it's a fair speculation, that because now there's one team overseeing everything, that all those consumer products are going to meld into one product as well. It's not Google Play. It's not YouTube Red. It's not. It's going to become one product. Right. Yeah. No, but Google has not said anything that. That's no, what's that's happen. we're just, just kind of guessing. extrapolating that exactly. It's and it may happen that way, and it would be it would make sense because, you know, there's going to be consolidation, um, and that makes a lot of sense, but. To your point, Google hasn't said this is what we're doing. People are just assuming that because of the single team managing listen, the different. I, you know, services. I know, you know, a lot of people know. Google moves product teams around all the time for no end result. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 it'll be interesting to see what happens. They're obviously going to yeah. always be a big player, but I don't, I don't hold my breath on anything that Google does at this point anymore because they move so freaking slow yeah but the one thing that keeps me coming back to their products is i firmly believe and we've talked about this a little bit before but it bears repeating i I firmly believe that the people the companies that music isn't their core business are the ones that are innovating and are the ones that are going to be around longer term the ones the the pandoras the you know the spotify's those slackers those kinds of folks they're all great but they're a lot of them are hemorrhaging cash a lot of them are you can't make money selling music yeah it's a tough road but if that's not your main uh, you can revenue make, you stream you can make money selling an iphone know? and ups and 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 upsell and a- apple music you can make money on amazon selling detergent selling- and cover your or an butt. echo, right? Yeah, and yeah. cover your butt for the streaming service. So, no, you're you're exactly right. I have more faith in those companies. They've got, they're 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 not 
as likely to disappear. I mean, there's stories yeah. coming left and right now that SoundCloud is losing executives and they're hemorrhaging money. Right. And if Spotify doesn't do an IPO really soon, they're going to be belly up. Those are real concerns because those companies don't have any other revenue stream other right. than if amazon or apple or google lost music tomorrow they would still be in business and still be profitable companies it's not going to make or break the company exactly exactly so that, that's something to always keep in mind um yeah. anything else we want to touch base on do we have any uh any tidbits for if you're doing X, you probably need well, help with your I'm still running online through, strategy? I think we, we kind of did that at the beginning of the show where I talked about your tech stuff. But we've got a whole bunch ah, of them that I'm still, I'm still playing through. And we did an episode a few weeks ago of nothing but you need help with your online strategy. You know, But yeah. this, this week I would say you need help. If you think, but can you I, can... let me throw one in just okay, because it. It, it hit, it. it hit me this morning. <laughs> I know you've seen this. <laughs> you've had to have seen this. I went to check one of my clients websites and I, I just for, for giggles, I click on links to make sure that they work. And there were several links that didn't work. And I'm not really sure why, because they had in the past, but whatever the reason why they don't Look, I guess the point is, if you don't check the links on your pages from time to time, just to make sure everything's going where it's supposed to be going, you might need help you know, with your online strategy. You know what? I'll, 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 I'll piggy tail on that. I say this all the time. When you release a track, an album to iTunes, and it goes up for the very first time on pre-order or it's now just been released you need to actually go purchase it just like your your fans will. That's a great point. You need yeah. to be the fan. And, and don't just go look to see if it's up there. Actually make the purchase. See what downloads and listen to it. There, there was a, um, a certain musician who three years after releasing his latest album on iTunes listened to it and realized it was the wrong mix. Yeah. What? That that's that's yeah. that's ridiculous. There's no excuse for that. You know, and I and I've seen this all the time where little things will happen where it's like, oh, they forgot to upload two tracks in the album, and the distributor screwed mm -hmm. that up, or yep. they got the song titles wrong, or the link you were given by your distributor is the wrong link. Click the links, check the song titles, check the album right. covers. Just that's like great you advice. said, go to your website. If if somebody else does your website for you and they updated it because the new pre-order links are out, guess what? Go to your own website, click that pre-order link, and make sure it works. Yeah. You don't want to wait be surprised. for Sometimes three weeks it to find out that the pre-order link never worked. Right. And you wonder why you didn't get any pre-orders. So if you, if you had a vinyl album made, if you're an artist and you had a vinyl album made and you got that at home, the first thing you would do is put that on the turntable. <laughs> exactly. Why not do it with streaming? You know, make sure that that's the right mix. The thing is, is that these are human beings that deliver the metadata, that deliver the encoded files, and human beings sometimes make mistakes. Um, we've got all sorts of stories about albums that went up incomplete, or they didn't have the right ISRC codes or whatever. But the basics that you can do is when something goes live, I always do this. I buy it. 
You go in yep. there, click it, buy it, and then when it comes up, is the image correct? You know, is the metadata correct? Because holy cow, uh, metadata is all over the map, right? It, you and know, does when, it when, sound right? When is you it the right get mix? when you get your brand new CD, put your CD in the computer and actually rip it and see what is displayed in iTunes. Again, yeah. I've ripped a few commercial CDs that show up as unknown artist, untitled songs. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Click your own links, buy your own product, listen to your own album. If you look at some of the new Crowded House reissues, and which I did, I pulled them and ripped them, the metadata on some of them says Neil Finn instead of Crowded House. Now, of course, Neil Finn's a songwriter and he's in the band, but he's not the artist. And then the other thing is in each one of the tracks, and I see this on deluxe editions a lot, for each track, they will say in brackets or parentheses uh, a big long line about what deluxe version of that album is or whatever. And sometimes if they're live tracks, they just put live in the metadata for every track, even if only a couple other tracks at the end are live. There's all sorts of things that you but that will be solved if you do just what you just mentioned. Just go in, put it in your computer, and see what the metadata is. Yep. Yeah, that, 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 that's great advice. That, and that's for everybody from small, unknown, releasing your very first EP to the biggest band in the world, because I've seen the biggest bands in the world screw it up as well. Yeah. We saw one you, you told me about, I think, last year, where a very popular artist put the CD in. Everything was unknown track. It was just Un one, two, unknown three. Unknown track, unknown track, unknown track. Oh, my like, God. Oh, my God. And, and, you know, and I do that for all my clients just for my own because I, I don't want to have a rat's nest of marketing to, to be dealing with. As soon as a, a CD is given to me, I'm like, I'm putting it in, and I'm like, dude, nobody's uploaded anything to Grace Note. You know, it's like, what are you doing here? Put Get that data yeah. up there because it's not showing up in iTunes. It's an easy enough fix, yeah. but it's it yeah. looks really amateurish if you don't do it. Well, one last thing on that on that topic that happened again this morning was – if you have a Wikipedia page, don't forget about it because there were a couple of artists that I was looking up that have recent releases, not upcoming releases, recent releases, and their Wikipedia page was a couple of years outdated. And I think that people tend to forget about Wikipedia sometimes, um, but it, it, it comes up first in search a lot of times, and it may be the first thing they go to before your website. And it can send you a lot of traffic. Um, the challenge with Wiki is, and you've probably encountered this, and I know I have, it's it, there's so much hoops you have to jump through. It can't, mm. you can't just put, it can't be overselly, you know, yeah. you know, it's just, it's got to be very factual. You can't have a link going to iTunes in there to buy it. They'll, they'll, they'll pull that out right away. Um, and then the worst thing is, you know, I can make, a change on a wiki page today and an hour later some fan can go in and change to something That's different right. mm -hmm. and it and they will and they, <laughs> and they will. do and they, and they will so it, yeah. it's and you know and they front and wiki frowns upon you editing and right. creating your own page that's so right so then you've got you to, have go to have find somebody, else, somebody do it. else do it on your behalf right and they have to have a kind of a an uh, accredited source for things and it, there are some hoops to go through but i do think it's, it's oh, worthwhile it's, 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 it's worth it it's worth it definitely pay attention to it um 
but it's 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 not like creating a website. I've had clients who are like, yeah, go update my wiki page, and can you throw my tour dates on there, and can you throw a pre-order link to my new album? I'm like, no, I can't. They won't let that happen. If yeah. I keep if I keep it's doing not it, your if I keep doing that, they'll actually delete your wiki page at, at some yeah. point. So you got to be very careful. Yeah. But just right. watch it. It's a it's a meaningful resource. Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, Music Biz Weekly podcast pulled out of uh, the pulled, show must go on. The show Michael. must go on. Pulled out of thin air at a moment's notice. Exactly. And uh, we'll we've got some guests coming up, and we'll reschedule the guests we had for today originally because again, yeah. it was some really amazing information. Yeah. We'll definitely get him back. All right, everybody. That's it. Music Biz Weekly podcast. We're out of here. <laughs>